Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Royalty House International, Peter Maddoxburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Bless, Bless the, the Lord, O oh my soul. You know it, ne? Bless the Lord, O oh. my soul. You are, you are students who know the syllabus even before your lecturer comes. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Bless His holy name. The Lord is good. The a million for your mighty Holy Spirit who's here to teach us to speak to us in the name of Jesus. We humble ourselves and we say Lord speak to us in a way that we'll understand. Our lives belong to you. Do as you please with them. To you be glory. To you be praise. In Jesus mighty name. And everybody said Amen. Your, the louder your amen, the bigger your breakthrough. Wonderful, you may be seated in the presence of God. Psalm 103 is a piece of scripture I want to share something briefly from, and then we'll go home and have lunch. Amen. This Christmas, invite somebody home for lunch. Be nice to somebody, help somebody. Christmas is about giving. Christmas, God gave His only Son. 
for us. So it's about giving, invite somebody home. Tomorrow is your birthday, right? Wow. Happy birthday, Leah. Okay. You get it. Powerful. Psalm 103. Bible says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. Who forgiveth thy iniquities and healeth all thy diseases. Who redeems your life from destruction and crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like that of an eagle. The Lord executed judgment for all them that are oppressed. Here ends the reading of the Lord. You say, thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Um, In this piece of scripture, the psalmist David is just telling us about God. All right. And he's saying that God is good and God has been good. And he deserves our praise and our honor. Hallelujah. So verse 1, it says, bless the Lord. Verse 2, it says, bless the Lord. And don't forget the things that he has done. Usually, when we come to the end of the year, instead of focusing on the things that God has done for us, we tend to focus on the things that perhaps we plan to do and we did not do. The things we plan to accomplish and we did not accomplish. The things we plan to achieve and we did not achieve. We turn our focus on those things and then we, we analyze the whole year and then we say, oh, it's not really been a good year. Do you get it? But David says, the way you will see that God has been good to you is by focusing on the things that God has done for you. If you can turn your focus to the things that God has done for you, a song like Bless the Lord, O My Soul, that we just sang and said, The Lord is good, you will sing it with joy and excitement. Yes, the way life is, it's not everything that you set out to do that usually you get to do. There are things I wanted to do this year that I couldn't do. But there are things also that I wanted to achieve this year that I have achieved, that I have seen. Yeah, that I have seen. I mean, this group I'm preaching to this year is the smallest group I've preached to in our church this year. You are actually the smallest group I have preached to in our church this year. You don't understand what I mean. It's like you have, as I'm here now, I'm preaching to you, it's like I've hit rock bottom. And this is my rock bottom. It has the Lord not been good. But this used to be the church. Some years ago, this used to be the church. This, you, this used to be, you see, when Prophet Kakra came here, he kept asking, Daniel, are all these people your church members? He kept asking me and Bishop Larry, are all the people in the church? And he asked it in so many different ways. I couldn't understand why he was asking that question. Do you get it? It's like, oh. Then at the point he says, oh, okay. But I saw some 
colored people, are they whites or colored? I said, oh, depending on who you saw. I don't know where you were looking when you saw, so I can't tell. So you have to be a little more specific for me to answer the question. He what? It depends. If you saw Mary, you saw a white person. If you saw Joel, you saw a colored person. So depending on which of them you are asking and how I can answer your question. <laughs> I don't want to repeat that in the microphone. I hear if you saw Gail, it means you saw a Ghanaian colored person. At the point he asked me, so those, those Indians who are sitting, are they real Indians? Now, I, I got to understand at the point the question he was asking, whether, you know, Prophet Kaka, he draws a crowd. So his real question was whether we are, because this whole place was full. And it was like, whether we had invited other churches to come. So then I had to tell him, I said, look, Prophet, it's not my first time having a program with you. You draw crowds. But because our place is not super big, we didn't want our church members to miss out on the blessing. So we have intentionally not told anybody in this city that you are coming here, apart from our church members. We have intentionally. And what we are doing is that by the time they hear that you are here, for them to come, you are gone. Now, later on, I saw pictures of the last time Prophet Kakra was here. That is when I understood why he kept asking the question. That is when I really understood why he kept asking that question. Because when I saw the pictures, at that time, our church was smaller. So, it's almost like he cannot believe that in this space of time, the whole place is full. I mean, God has blessed us so much that the whole place is full. That is when I saw that God has been good to us. God has really been good to us. God has been good to us. If we will focus on the things that God has done for us, we will stop worrying about the things that God hasn't done supposedly has not done. Hallelujah. Last week I preached in a church. That is actually the smallest group I've preached to. You are bigger. You are a mega church. You are wilder. When I preached to them and I finished preaching, I told the pastor I was with, a pastor for I said, this whole year I've never preached to a group smaller like this group before. I told, I, I've never, like the year 2018, I am preaching. Maybe when we first set foot in Deban. Yeah, first Sunday after that. No, never. Then I saw that God has been to me as a pastor. And as a pastor, my job is to build a church. So how else can God be good to me? You too, if you look in your life, you will be surprised what to find. Yeah, if you like, let's look at it. Let's look at it. I met you beginning of the year, you were not pregnant. 
Now look at how big your stomach is. You can't even close your legs. You have to leave space for your stomach to be there. Is it not a blessing? Look, last Friday, a couple that I blessed their wedding, they had a baby. You know, and the guy called me. He was very excited. He called me. I was happy with it. But later when he finished, I started to think. And I realized that, that I blessed their wedding about eight or nine years ago. Yeah, about eight or nine years ago. When I went, I remember they got married on Christmas Day. Christmas Day, I flew to Jobek to bless their wedding. Christmas Day is now before a child has appeared. So you are sitting down, your second child is coming. God has been good to you. Yes. You wanted to be, yes, it's true. You wanted to be drinking Coca-Cola every day. But now you have to drink it once a week. But somebody also wants to be pregnant, has not been able to be pregnant. You have been pregnant. You are going to have your second child. God has been good to you. But I said, don't forget. Once you forget that. So so that we don't forget, he lists some, some of the general things that God does for everybody, which we all need. So he says, number one, he forgives your iniquities. He forgives your iniquities. We all need, we are all, look, if I look at you, and I look at me, the fact that I am your pastor, even means that you are just like me. And since I make mistakes and I need forgiveness, then I know, I don't even have to use the prophetic gift. Do you, I don't have to use the prophetic gift. Because my confirmation of what I'm saying is the fact that I am your pastor. So if I make mistakes, it means you also make mistakes. Yeah, you also make mistakes. I mean, you should have worn bloom today, you wore yellow. You, you, you look at it, huh? You should have... I mean, how do I even know that you make mistakes? All the exams you have been writing, have you ever gotten 100%? Hello? You are a teacher. How many of your students get 100%? Not even one. Is it because you are wicked or... They can't... They, can't, they, they, are not, they make mistakes. They all make mistakes. So David says, remember that to start with, he forgives our iniquities. And the Bible said, if God were to count iniquities, who shall stand? So we will all be lying on the floor by now. We can't walk. He forgives our iniquities. And we ask for the mistake, we make them uh, plenty. 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 Even by the time I finish preaching, between the, after the grace, no, even when we are sharing the grace, some of you will make a mistake. Instead of saying the communion, you'll be saying the competition. Yeah. So he forgives our iniquities. He says, remember it. If you can't see physically. Yes, I wanted to move from a one-bedroom house to a two-bedroom house. But I'm still living in the one-bedroom house. Even in the one-bedroom, now I'm living in the corner. Look, God has forgiven your iniquities. In Psalm 30, the Bible says, blessed is he whose iniquities are forgiven. It's a blessing to have your iniquities forgiven. Any relationship that is still existing is as a result of forgiveness of sins. If you have married to your husband, you are still with your husband. It's because people have been forgiving people. 
The husband has been forgiving you because women sin more and your wife and your wife has also been forgiving you because men are full of sin. Full of sin. Men are actually sin. <laughs> we are full of sin and mistake. Joe, there does it. They ask you a simple question. What will you eat? Then you start to shout. How oh, can you shout? Your wife was just asking. What will you eat today? Then small answer you will give. You don't, don't you know food? Can't you say rice, potatoes, meat? You have to shout first. And yesterday you didn't ask me what I will eat. You are now asking me what I will eat. Don't you know what I eat? Oh, such a nice question. I mean, wouldn't you like for your wife to ask you that? What would you like to eat? You have to shout before you give your answer. So even as she's making the food, she just says, okay, I forgive this man. You know, man, the way the sun shines on their heads, they don't see right. So I forgive him to make the food. She comes to, and she's bringing it with a smile. Hello, honey. You are now saying honey. Yesterday when I touch you like this, you asked me, who is that? You are now saying honey. Or you ask me, what do you want? Don't you know what I want? Have I not been married to you for all these years? Hallelujah. Foucault says he forgives our iniquities. Forgives our sins. Yesterday I was talking to a, a, a young lady. And I was explaining to her that. I mean, these are, these are like people that. I pastored many years ago when I was a young man. I'm still a young man, but I was a younger man. So I was explaining to her that, you see, you may be blaming me for some things here, there, here, there, but when I was pastoring you, I was learning to be a pastor. You are, you are like my first time sheep. And I was learning to pass. Like, I've not been a father of teenagers before. It's my first time having a teenager in my house. When I started to live with my wife, she wasn't a teenager. So I've not lived with a teenager in my house before. So it's like I'm now living with a teenager. It's my first time. I'm learning on the job. So I was explaining to her that. Also cut me some slack. That I'm also learning on the job. Maybe I wasn't supposed to shout, then I shouted. I wasn't supposed to shake you hard, then I shook you very hard, then you broke. I'm also learning on the job. We all make, if you are to analyze your life, you will see that you make a lot of mistakes. Bible says in James 3, 2, in all things, we offend all. In all things. When I saw that scripture, I became afraid. In all things. It means everything we are doing. We offend somebody. Even as I'm pretty and I did my hand like this. For all you know, somebody is having a problem with moving the eye. And I've done my eye and I start to move the eye quickly. It's an offense. You, because you, your, both eyes are clear. I met somebody this weekend. He said, I couldn't see from one eye. I was shocked. All along when I see him, he's looking at me with both eyes. I thought he could see me. No, no, he was blinding one eye. 
I mean, couldn't see. Went for an operation this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to say the next thing I said to him because you are here. <laughs> yeah. He says, he heals all. How many of you have been sick this year? You have been saying the truth. You see, Sunday morning also, you don't want to say the truth. Though. You see why we need forgiveness? This year, you have been sick. You've had a flu, headache, backache, stomachache, running stomach, um, papalaza, I mean, any type of sickness. Raise your, please raise your hand. Jesus was on the cross for three days. He was in one hole. He died three days. Raise your hand. Good. Put your hand down. How many of you died from the sickness? But I can go from person to person to tell me what sickness you, you had. And then we go to the hospital. They, they will have a record of somebody who had that sickness and died. Yeah, we can go now. A, oh, but pastor, I only had a headache. Do you know when you have a headache, do you know what it can be? My wife, if somebody has a headache, what are the things it can be? What are the things it can be? Simple headache, which is like the sun has been, I mean, your cheesecup is too sharp. The sun has been burning. You have a headache. Simple headache. That's one. Migraine. You have a, it could be a migraine. It could even be an infection. Inflammation of the, meningi- of the meninges. Creating meningitis. I hear it can be an inflammation of the meninges. Creating meningitis. Which can kill you in three days. Thank you. Which has three days to kill you. Yeah. Something has inflammation means it has inflamed. It has swollen. And you know your head is bones. So the thing has become bigger than the space that is there. (laughs) Kaboom. (laughs) You can have bleeding. Even you could be bleeding in your head. I said, I'm talking about headache. Headache is one of the easiest, one of the diseases we just take for granted. You don't even ask for medical. As soon as I say my head is aching, you just take some grandpa, grandma, something you just swallow, you are free. Is it not true? Yes. What else? It could be hypertension. Even high it could blood be high, high, bad, high blood pressure. Yeah, it could be high blood pressure. Then what else? It could be some, your eye. Your eye. Problem with the eye. Eye problems. HIV doesn't have headache. It can be a symptom. Yeah, it can be a symptom of HIV. That's what we are usually afraid of. Yeah, so many things. But you, it was just a headache. You slept. You, you said, oh, maybe I'm tired. You slept. You woke up. And then you were fine. God actually stretched his hand and healed you. You could have died from it. You could have died from it. One of the girls we met at the wedding, she said as they were coming, an unrushing car speeding just drove into them, head-on collusion. Bam! And it somersaulted. Now, I saw the pictures. The car that somersaulted, it had torn into smaller pieces. It's like a, a, a Chinese car. Torn into smaller pieces. And their car was intact. And they continued the journey. No, they didn't have to call mechanic. No, they continued in that same car. The other car ripped into pieces. So God has just snatched you from death. 
Yeah. Yeah. So if he, he, he just addresses the general things. Another thing God does is that he redeems our life from destruction. It's like things that lead to people's death. He just redeems your life from it. Pull our lives from it. How many trips have I not been on this year? Some go, they don't come back. They go as passengers, they come back as cargo. I go and I come back. God has redeemed my life from the pit. Yeah. Go and they come. They go and they come. You go and you come back. Some go, they don't come back. They go, they don't come. How many people? Who is here? You, this year you have heard of somebody who has died. Yeah. Yeah, your neighbor died. She fell and she died. Your neighbor. So the spirit of death was walking in your area. And it missed you and it got to your neighbor. She fell down. Have you fallen down before? Since you were born, you have not fallen. As tall as you are, it's only short people who don't fall down. No, short people never fall down. Because they're already down. They don't, they are, I mean. And of course, their center of gravity. Oh, please. Very low center of gravity. But you have fallen before. And you did so many times. Did you die? God has delivered you. Yeah, God. Even in the church, somebody has died. This year, we have buried one of our church members. So, my neighbor doesn't pray. That's why when they fell down and died. That's why I have been speaking in tongues. That's why I didn't die. Even in the church, somebody who speaks tongues more than you has died. Has died. So, he said, he redeems your life from the pit. And he crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. It's like God has been kind to us. Yeah, this year you had a birthday party. Everybody has a birthday in the year. Did you know that? At least once a year. And of course, some people twice, three times. When they are broke, they say it's their birthday. Mm -hmm. And you had a party. Many people, how many of you had a party, birthday party this year? You had a birthday party this year? This year. Only one, two, three, four, five. The rest of us are plus me, six. This year you had a party for me, yes, I've remembered. Uh-huh, seven. The rest of us, Gil, did you have a birthday party? You had a dinner, your husband did his best. The ladies did something for you. Yeah. You have had parties for all of us when it was your birthday. Oh. Yeah, you had a party. God has shown you kindness. He's been merciful. He's been good to us. He says God, God renews our life like the eagle. It's like he gives us fresh lease on life. Like the eagle. Like the eagle. Renewing our lives like the eagle. So he says, Listen, focus on the things that God has done so that you, could, you can be happy. So that you can be happy. Now, why would David say such a thing to us? The reason is that when we don't focus on the things that God has done for us, we develop a very distasteful attitude that God doesn't like. A very bad attitude 
that God doesn't like. One of it is that we become just ungrateful. We just, because uh, when we say, let's thank God, when we are praying, say, let's thank God. You realize that even you don't pray much. Oh, there's nothing to thank God about. Every day when we come to the church, uh, because the girl who's leading the prayer doesn't know a lot of scriptures, so he doesn't know anything to tell. So every day, enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart, enter his cause with prayer. That's the only scripture she knows. So every day we should thank God, we should thank God. What has God done? Forgetting that to be even around, God has to allow you to be alive. To sleep and to wake up. God has to allow you to wake up. Look, the spirit of God visits us every morning to wake us up. Yeah. Yeah, that's why Lamentations 2, the Bible says, His mercies are, is by His mercies we are not consumed. And they are renewed every morning. Yeah. So every morning, you will say, oh, I set my alarm for 442 and when it rang I woke up I think you should clap for your how many of you set an alarm to wake up clap for your alarm clap for your alarm please Oh, it's not a trick it's not a trick clap for your alarm now tomorrow morning take your alarm to the mortuary and set it and let it ring and let's see if somebody will wake up. Let's see if somebody will wake up. Nobody will wake up. It's not your alarm that will... God sends his spirit to pass on the earth every morning. So when they spirit, wake up. Then immediately you start turning your bones. I saw somebody status this morning. said, my first breakthrough, my first blessing today is that I woke up. Yeah, you woke up. It's a miracle. It's a, it's a wild miracle you have no idea. Now you woke up. So he's, he, you mercy for, because if God, mercy means that you are supposed to have a punishment. Do you get it? And then mercy is, you don't, you are, the punishment is not given to you. And the Bible says the wages of sin is death. So once you have sinned, you are actually serving a death sentence. You are ready to... It's like any day you die, God has been fair. I said any day you die, God has been fair. Now, there's a lady who had an accident, had a heart attack, and thank you, had a heart attack, was admitted at the hospital, they did a, a surgery, and then as they were doing the surgery, she, she, she was caught up in heaven. So when she was caught up in heaven, she asked God, am I going to die? And God said, oh, no, 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 no. You are not going to die. You are not going to die now. You have about another 25, 50, 25 to 50 years to live. You are not going to die. So she came back into her body. And the surgery was finished. And she was, it was successful. She woke up. Everything. Nice. So when she heard that she has another 25 years plus to live, she went for... Uh, facial surgery, she do, did a, 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 a breast enlargement, plastic surgery, different things. I mean, it's like, look, I have a long time to go to, I better up my aim. She did all these things. Then finally, she was leaving the hospital. So when she came out of the hospital, an unrushing car came to hit her, bam, and she died. 
So when she got to heaven, she was really bored. She was very bored. She, she saw Angel Gabriel said, look, I want to meet God himself. I'm not interested in you guys. I need to meet God himself now. Call me the manager now. So they called him the manager of heaven, who is God himself. And he said, God, look, you have not been fair to me. You promised me that I have another 25 to 50 years to live. And I didn't even live more than a week. And I died. And God said, oh, really? Are you sure? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. We didn't recognize you when... When the accident was going... If we had recognized, we would have just taken you out of that. No, we didn't recognize. It's now that you have gotten here that the original you has appeared that we have now seen that, oh, you were the one we promised 25 years. I mean, you changed too much. Anyway, so that's for those of you who wear too much makeup, by the way. Any day you die, God has been fair. So for you to be alive, God has decided that I'm giving you another day. I'm giving you another year. I'm giving you a few more years. Giving you. Giving you a few more years. Now, like I said, you develop one ingratitude. You are not grateful anymore for the things that you have. You even now start to take the things for granted. Oh, it's because I went to NMMU. That's why I have this job. That's, that's, you explain everything away. Oh, because, it's a, because I went to NMMU and this. But you went to school with people who did far better than you. Who did far better than you yet? They didn't get the job. Some are sitting at home. I mean, I met a guy who had failed um, auditing this year. He has to do the whole year again. And I was encouraging him. And I told him that, look, the race is not for the swift. When you finish after five years, there's no difference between who finished a year before and a year after. Just make sure you finish and you go to the next. Because some of the people who are finishing, your mates who are finishing and you are now redoing, you may come into life and realize that they are unemployed. And they are unemployed. And you just finished the next year, but you got a job. You got a job. So we become ungrateful. The next thing is that we start to murmur. Start to murmur. We start to murmur. Pass small, small comments. Small, small comments. Small comments. Little comments. We murmur and we complain. Remember, we complain. Small memory. And what did you say? No, nothing. Then when you tell, are you talking? Oh, no. I was just talking to myself. Forgetting that our memories, God hears. The children of Israel forgot the many miracles. That God did just to rescue them. You see, the miracles that Moses did to rescue the children of Israel is basically like the price, the price, the cost of their redemption. Turn water into blood, bring frogs, bring low cost. Look, that's how much it costs. Kill every firstborn child 
in Egypt. It was the price for their freedom. At the Red Sea, it was the price. Bring manna, manna from heaven for them to eat. That was the price. They had forgotten all the miracles. Look, if you were alive in those days, you would really understand what it meant. For even Moses to go and confront Pharaoh, it wasn't an easy thing. That's why Moses asked God, when God God told Moses that you have to go to Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh to let my people go, what Moses was actually asking God was that, do you understand what you are asking? It's like, who am I to go before Pharaoh? It it looks like, God, you don't know who Pharaoh is, eh? You have not heard of Pharaoh. He was trying to remind God, look, maybe you have not heard of Pharaoh. That's why such a thing can occur to you that me, Moses, somebody that when he started looking for me, I ran away from the whole country. You are asking me, not that I should send him a WhatsApp message, or I should call him from the wilderness because his authority doesn't reach the wilderness, but I should go back to Egypt. And even when I go back into Egypt, not that I should stay under the radar. I should hide. But I should go and stand before the guy who's looking for me to kill me. I should go into his palace where he's sitting in all his glory and his power. I should go there and not even send a messenger to him. I should go and stand before him face to face. That's the first problem. Even if I was bringing him good news, it's a problem. How much more I'm bringing him bad news? How much more? Then I get there. When I get there, I tell him that, look, God. And he doesn't know God. I should say, God says that you should let his children go. I'm bringing him bad news. I'm coming to cripple his economy. I'm coming to destabilize the whole country. I'll be seen as somebody who has come. It's like today. Somebody who's coming to do a coup. Coup d'etat. Do you know what a coup d'etat is? Coming to overthrow a government. And I should go to the sitting president to come and tell him that I have come to destabilize the country. Is that what you are sending me to do? So he started to ask, that's why he asked questions like, so when I go and he asked me that, who told me this, this, this ludicrous idea that I'm sharing, who told me? I should tell him, who should, so who should I tell him? I, should I just say God? Meanwhile, you know that he doesn't know you. So then, okay, what name? What name should I mention that he will know? Then God said, go and tell him that. Ashel is the one who has sent you, which is, I am that I am, is the, is the one who has sent you. Then we say, okay, no problem. Maybe you have told him that that's your name, that when I mention it's a code name between you and him, he will understand. Okay, fine. If he understands, those his magicians that he has been using, you don't know God, you don't know that he has magicians. How am I going to overpower that I have nothing? I, look, God, you don't know. You are sending on a mission impossible. Then God said, okay, you see the stick you are holding. There's power in it. Whatever you need to do, 
use the stick. The stick, it will happen. Once you use the stick, it will happen. Moses said, how? He said, okay, put the stick down and let's see. Then he put it down, then he became a stick. Pick it up, then, yeah. Demonstration. So it's like, the children of Israel had forgotten all these things. And they were now complaining that they used to have melons. They were complaining of fruits. Melons, leeks, garlic, cucumber, which they had in Egypt. That when they were in Egypt, they were on a diet. Eating cucumber, garlic, leeks, all these nice things. That's what they were eating. Now, now if you are a slave, I said, if you are a slave, or if you are in prison, what will be your number? Every prisoner you speak to, their number one desire is to be free. They don't even care about what they are eating. They want to be free. They had forgotten that Moses came to break them out. They were now complaining about these things. When you don't focus on what God has done for you, you start beginning to complain about small, 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 small things. Remembering about small, small uh, garlic. I mean, garlic. That's what you are complaining. They complain to the point where they now said that you know something. Even when we die, where will we be buried? That's the question they are. They say, okay, 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 okay. You said, you, you are telling us that meat, you have given us meat for garlic, or the, okay, fine. So now, since we are in the wilderness, if we die, where will you bury us? Because in Egypt, there were cemeteries, there were graves who would have been buried, but here, where will we be buried? One day, a parent came to see me. His son had, her son had come to the church, and she, he said... He, want, he wanted the child to stop the church. So she came to see and said, the church, do we bury? And I was wondering, a teenager who has just come to church, why are we even discussing death at this time? Do we bury? So I asked them, I said, listen, for us to bury, somebody has to die first. We can't just go into the area. Uh, please. Is there anybody? We call Bob. Do you have any dead body there? Let us bury the dead body. So that you can see that we, we can bury or we bury people. Somebody has to die first. Somebody, I, I told you, somebody has to die first. So I was under so much pressure to prove to the whole world that we can bury people. So one day I heard that Barabbas was dead. Do you know Barabbas? Barabbas, the guy who the people chose over Jesus. When Jesus was being, he died. When he died, I, the, nobody wanted to bury Barabbas. So I said, don't worry. I'll come and bury Barabbas. I come and, you know Barabbas? I had a church member, we called him Barabbas. He had come to the church maybe twice, three times, four times. The whole area, threatening everybody in the area. The only person he fears in the area is myself. Apart from me, nobody else. Do you know how he died? He went to rape a 94-year-old woman. And the area, they got angry. And they caught him and they cut his head. So I went to bury a body and a head. Yeah. To prove to the people that, yes, I mean, that we bury people. 
So they were, nobody had died. They were complaining that when we die, when we die, where will we be back? When you are not grateful, you start to complain about unnecessary things. Unnecessary things. Some of you are looking at 2018 and complaining about unnecessary things. Instead of focusing on the real things. Unnecessary things. Unnecessary things. What it does is that in, so because of their complaints, God was angry with them. So a journey that was supposed to take them 40 days, God left them in the wilderness for 40 years. Just be roaming. Whenever you become grateful, we will go to... It's not like God didn't know the promised land. God knew the promised land. He knew where he was taking them. Sometimes our complaints delay even our breakthrough. The breakthrough that is coming to us is delayed because of our complaints. We complain about this. Complain. In the choir, they have done this. And then the pastor has done this. And then the pastor's wife also did this. And then the pastor's wife's brother did this. And the pastor's wife... Do you know the pastor's wife's brother? Do you, know, do you know the pastor's wife's brother? Do you know the pastor's wife? Do you know her brother? So why are you complaining about Max? Since you don't know him. I mean, unnecessary complaints. Sometimes you have a husband who cannot focus on what God has blessed. And he's complaining about things. Unnecessary things. Sometimes also you have a wife. Same. 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 Eh? Why can't you behave like the pastor? Why you, you see how Rev he comes to the church nicely and he goes nice. Why can't you be like that? Why can't you be like how if you are like then please? This is what you have. Be happy with what you have. Be happy. Be happy and make it better. I said, look, any problem in your marriage, you are also part of the cause of it. And you are part of the solution. You can help it to be better. Any problem in your house, eh, they don't clean the, they don't clean this place, they don't clean this other place, they don't do. Why don't you also clean it? Eh, it's the job of the woman to do the yes, it's the job of the woman, but we live there together. What is wrong with if you help with this and you help with that? You to do your job so that I don't have to fight for you from the pulpit. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Let us focus on what God has done and what we have so that we will always have a grateful attitude. Yeah. I'm living in one of the most blessed times. I have ever lived in. Yeah. Because I'm focusing on what I have. Not on what I don't have. Focusing on what I have. Last week I preached somewhere. I was speaking in a car. It's like, look. VW Mercedes. VW. Do you you know VW Mercedes? You see, in, in everything we have the top. In cars. You see, in music. If somebody sings and says, you are like... In, you are like you are like Michael Jackson. Music's Michael Jackson. It means you are at the top. Yeah. Or if we are talking about movies, we say you are like James Bond or this. Ta- yes. <laughs> they pick me in a VW Mercedes. Top of the range. 
When you run your finger through on the door, the, the car opens. No. The boot opens when it, there's motion. Not that you, this is our cars that we always... Some of us, even when you open them, you have to get a stick to hold it. Or else it will fall on you. It will fall on you. Cruising the car, everything. Eh, I came back to my jalopy. I'm driving it. I'm happy with it. When I tell the jalopy, let's go from my house to church, it brings me to church. When I tell it, let's go to my house, it takes me to my house. I'm happy with it. Yeah. I don't say, okay, I'll be happy when I have this guy's VW Mercedes. I don't need this guy's VW. If you give me the guy's VW Mercedes, I'll drive it anyway. But if you don't give it to me also, my jalopy takes me and he comes. Even when it's not, even today it's not with me. I call, I said, look, I need a lift to church. Somebody picked me, brought me to church. I'm here. After church, when we close and I don't have a car to go home, I have more than 10, 20 people who will give me a lift to take me home. That's all. Happy with what I have. It's a blessing. You too. If my children were like Prince Charles' children, then... Your children are wonderful the way they are. Be happy with them. Your husband is great the way he is. If you were to choose again, you choose him. Yeah. Same. Same. Great as him. My church members are as wonderful as you can have them. As wonderful as you can have. I'm not looking for somebody's church members. My church members are as wonderful. When I come to, I become happy. Today, my son told me, Daddy, you look like you are tired. I said, Oh, today, look, I don't feel like going to church. But when I got here, I saw you. Even I, I was talking on the phone with a certain pastor before I came up. And I asked him, I said, Look, what are you going to preach today? Tell me so that when I go, I can also preach. Share the revelation with me so that I, because I have nothing to preach to my people. Then he said, Oh, when you see them, you have something to preach to them. So he said, he said, We will see at the pulpit. I said, Should I go and tell my people that the title of today's message is We Will See at the Pulpit? <laughs> he said, Don't worry, when you see them, when I saw I, I when I got here, I saw you guys, oh. They are here. I'm happy again. I got to the stage and I started preaching. That's all. When I saw you know, I saw the smile on your face, I became happy. That's it. You are the best church members I can have. There's no better group anywhere. No better group anywhere. You are my member and you are the ones I can have. And I laughed like that. You too, look at your life and look at the things in your life and tell yourself that it's the best I can have and I have it. I'm excited to have it. Yes, things will get better. 2019 will be better. 2020 will be better. 2022 will be better. Things will always get better but what I have now is what God has given to me and I love it. That's it. I love it. That's it. I love it. And enjoy it. Immediately your attitude will become different. 
And when your attitude becomes different, God also looks and says, Ah, this one. I gave her one. She was happy with it. Let me give her two. Let me give her three. I see God giving you more because of your attitude. Yeah. Yeah. There's somebody in 2019 who will have a car. Today, there is nothing about you that shows that you have a car. But 2019, you have a car. My first car was a gift that somebody gave to me. There was nothing about me. Have you seen somebody earning a salary of 2,000 rands that has bought a car before? But I was driving in my car and cruising. And that car, oh, it can go anywhere. It can travel long distance, short distance. It can go into people's rooms everywhere it goes. That car will go to heaven, I'm telling you. Yeah. Just as Norma will also go to heaven, that car will also go to heaven. Join it. So there's somebody, God has a surprise for you, 2019. I think you are that one. Put your hands together, stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer. Lift your hands to Jesus. Just bless him for what you have. What he has given to you. Just bless him. Bless him wherever you are. Pale paso kato si pakalema. Brando lobos ki palolo palaya. Thank you, Jesus. Thank him for your children. Thank him for your life. Thank him for your friends. Thank him for your job. Thank him for every opportunity he has given to you. Thank him for your natural abilities. Thank him. Some of you can talk. Thank God for it. Some of you can pray. Thank God for it. Thank him for everything. Thank God for even the connections he has given to you. Thank God wherever you are. We bless you. We bless you. Even thank him for putting you in such a church. Thank him. Thank him. We bless you, Jesus. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you we give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. We are grateful. We are grateful. We are grateful. We are grateful. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Ma so kato si pale kosaba. Brando lobo, branda lababa. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Gratefully thank you.
nothing to complain about. We are grateful. We bless you. We give you glory. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for setting us free. Thank you for giving your life for us. We are grateful. Thank you for forgiving our iniquities. Thank you for healing our diseases. Thank you for delivering us from destruction and from death. Thank you for crowning our lives with loving kindness and tender mercies. Thank you for renewing our youth in the name of Jesus. Thank you for executing righteousness and judgment on our behalf from our oppressors. We give you glory. We give you praise. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Wonderful. I want to just share a, a dream I had with you quickly. And, you know, a few days ago I had a dream. And in the dream, This morning when I was coming to church, I was telling Yvonne that there's something I believe is going to happen. And today I need to share a prayer about it. Yeah, the dead we parted company. I think then she was bringing me to church. So I saw my wife, then I forgot about her. So I got out of the car and I went to talk to my wife. So I didn't even finish what I was saying. I just got out. Then when I... I came into, when, when, I mean, just between time and now, the thing I said today, we have to pray about it. It just happened. Just happened like that. Boom. Just happened. Sometimes even when we talk, it's prayer. Yeah, because God is just hearing the, de- prayer is just telling God what is in your heart. God hears the desires of our hearts. Say, okay, I got to do this thing. It's done. Now back to, what I was saying. I had a dream. In the dream, there was a meeting, which I don't know why I was excluded from that meeting. So, as the meeting was called, I was not on the list. Then, the bishop of the church called me. I mean, like, he came for the meeting and said, why am I not on the list? Then he called me. When he called me, then he invited me for the meeting. Okay, then I went. So when I arrived at the meeting, then I woke up from the dream. But when I woke up, then this scripture, I woke up with this scripture, Genesis 8 verse 1. And that scripture says that, and the Lord remembered Noah. Do you get it? And the, so when I woke up, I was wondering why I'd woken up. Then I just, I didn't know why I'd woken up. So I decided to force myself to sleep. And as I was sleeping, my phone kept ringing. I wouldn't mind the phone. Then at one time, I just decided, let me look at Because when my phone rings and I don't respond, and my wife's phone rings at the same time, I know that the person is now wild. So call me, call my wife then. I said, let me check. When I checked, I saw a number. So I decided to, even before I could, I said, I'm going to return the call, a, a number to somebody here. So I said, well, let me call the person. But before I could call the person, then my phone rang again. And when I pick it, guess who was on the phone? Bishop Saki. Wow. Straight like that. And then on and on and on and on and on. 
What I'm trying to tell you is that there's somebody here, God's going to remember you. Just as God remembered Noah, God is going to remember you. I wanted to share this with you last Sunday and then I wasn't here. But God is going to remember you. Yeah. You will just be there all of a sudden. Noah was there. He thought it was over. Then the Bible says, and God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth and the waters assuaged. God is going to remember you and he's going to cause something to happen. That thing that has been fighting you, it will just move away like that. God will move something so that things will work in your favor. Put your hands together for Jesus. Finally, you are here. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You want to say, Pastor... I'm not sure whether I'll go to heaven when I die. Please pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I die. You are here like that. Every eye closed, every head bowed. I want to pray with you so that you welcome Jesus into your heart to be the Lord of your life. Bible says, as many as receive him, to them give ye power to become the sons of God, even those who believe on his name. So today you want to receive Jesus so that you become a child of God. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Just lift up your right hand wherever you are in the privacy of your seat. Just lift up your right hand. I'll pray. Pastor, please pray with me. I don't want to go to hell when I die. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. Lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. Everybody say this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus. I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you sent Jesus to die for me and he rose again. I confess you as the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. You may be seated. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Reverend Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 078-038-2166. God richly bless you.